Welcome back. Despite slowing growth fears across the globe, the diamond market is still shining bright. According to the research, the global diamond industry will grow from $2.4 billion in 2022 to $2.5 billion this year. Now, this is due to the increasing population in developing countries such as China and India. We're now joined by a player in the field, the CEO of Petra Diamonds, Richard Duffy. Thank you so much for your time, Richard. Just coming off the holiday period and looking at uh, the fact that it is um, Valentine's month, do you agree that demand for diamonds is still shining bright and that it is indeed holding up even amid the tough economic environment? Or maybe is it proofing to maybe not be as recession-proof as it had been in previous downturns? Good uh, evening and to your listeners and viewers as well. Yeah, I think um, we we saw a very strong uh, 2022 in in the diamond market, uh, strong growth uh, and and stronger growth than than we had anticipated, and that followed uh, a sharp recovery post COVID. So we saw a fair bit of pent up demand, and uh, I think in the diamond industry, uh, one of the reasons for for ongoing demand through into 2023 is the fact that we have the structural deficit where supply is, is at a near all-time low uh, with very little projected growth over the next decade. Um, you know, the demand side is a little less uh, predictable and we've seen some challenges globally around uh, recent inflation, interest rate increases, etc. But through that all, even uh, for, for this year, we're projecting around 8% growth in uh, jewelry demand, which should continue to see uh, diamonds sparkle for us. Richard, what is responsible for that structural deficit? Uh, it's simply the case that there are maturing diamond mines, there are fewer and fewer uh, kimberlite pipes being discovered and uh, in, in short we're seeing less new mines come on than we're seeing older mines close. So uh, there's been underinvestment in exploration in the diamond sector and so, you know, even if we were to find a new Kimberlite pipe that is viable tomorrow, it would be 10 years before that production came on stream. So it's really just a factor uh, of, of older mines and fewer new mines coming on stream. Yeah, sticking to that supply side, I mean, even Petro Diamonds is shutting down the Coffee Fontaine yes. mine. Just in terms of the production in South Africa, what are the dynamics there? Because also, besides the closing down of the uh, Coffee Fontaine mine, miners across the, 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 the board in South Africa are experiencing a number of headwinds, including high input costs, load shedding, and also other operational issues. So what are the production dynamics looking like there for Petro Diamonds? Yeah, I think on, on our side, our, our two big pr uh, producers are Cullinan Mine, just outside of Pretoria, and then Finch um, in, in the Northern Cape. And both uh, are you know, producing uh, to, to plan. I think we, we are fortunate in terms of disruption from load shedding where uh, we do have excess capacity in our processing plants, so we're able to absorb uh, the uh, reduction in in uh, in load and the and the consumption of energy as a result of being able to slow down our processing plants and continuing to mine uh, at at full capacity and then we stockpile and produce later. But certainly, uh, it's an area that I think the industry as a whole is focused on you know, together with the country and hopefully we can see improvement uh, in 
the the uh, load shedding that we experience in cu- currently. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't experienced any significant uh, cost pressures because of load shedding, or maybe even secondary pressures from load shedding. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, we we get load curtailed, so we require yeah. to reduce our consumption at different levels of load shedding. Yeah. And in in our case, uh, because we have excess capacity in our processing plants, we're able to reduce our load without impacting on our mining. Um, so so we're in a slightly better position than other mining companies who don't have that spare capacity. So we see less of a direct impact. I think on costs generally with inflation. On, on the increase, we obviously have to manage that closely, and the cost of energy from Eskom is a big cost pressure. So we we share that pain with the rest of the industry, but have some benefit mm. around the impact of load shedding directly. Uh, Richard, you spoke about uh, demand being uh, uncertain, and I'm just trying to think, within this tough economic period, have you maybe seen any uh, demand uh, shifts within your product mix? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, what what we've seen is uh, some resilience in in the diamond space in light of some global uncertainty around the big economy. So we're all familiar with the big interest rate increases and and inflation ticking up. And my sense is we you know we're probably nearing the the end of that. So we see some volatility over the next sort of six months in the diamond space as all of that settles. Um, but we see some. Uh, potential support for the market coming out of China as we see uh, restrictions being eased. And there is a big uh, show, uh, jewelry show and diamond show at the end of this month, early March in Hong Kong, which is the first time it's been held for several years. So I think that will be a a really good indicator of of where the market's going. So some support from China, ongoing resilience out of the US, uh, which has continued. Um, And, you know, we've, we've seen a slight Dantic in prices coming into this year, but still well ahead of where we were, uh, you know, post mm. uh, uh, just before COVID. So strong prices uh, that I think will continue, perhaps some volatility through to the middle of the year, but stabilizing as we go into the second half of, of the calendar year. Uh, all right. So I can really deduce that uh, there is still quite um, a supportive environment for organic growth. But you have spoken about consolidation, looking at the market share of the uh, bigger dominant players. And I'm just uh, wondering what would be more exciting for you in terms of that consolidation? Would it be more of a merger of the smaller players or the absorption of smaller players by the, the, the big miners? Yeah. Look, I think the, the, the diamond industry is quite concentrated. So you've got two players, De Beers and Oloroso, that make up about 70% of global production. And then you've got a big gap between them and the likes of us. And we currently the third largest producer, but we're only one-tenth the size of De Beers. So there's a big gap between the, the majors at the top and then the rest of us. And I think uh, there is scope for some consolidation uh, um, amongst the, the smaller players to bridge that gap and get a, a, a mid-tier uh, producer in between uh, the, the, the likes of De Beers uh, and the smaller players. So I do think that uh, th- there's scope for that. Having said that, uh, it would certainly have to be on a value accretion basis, not consolidation for consolidation's sake. But I think there are synergies to be had in, in looking at some uh, consolidation in, in 
the smaller end of the industry. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time, Richard, and just detailing what you are seeing, the trends that you are seeing in the diamond industry. And hopefully we'll see a pickup of demand there, seeing as it is Valentine's Day and Valentine's Month. Uh, that was the CEO of Petra Diamonds, Richard, Richard Duffy.